Warning, the following podcast contains coarse language and spoilers for the film and the title of the podcast. Now playing Movie Reviews in 20 Qs. Hello, you goddamn fantastic people, and welcome to the podcast, Movie Reviews in 20 Qs, the show where we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. I am your host, Sam, and I am joined this week for such an all-star film with an all-star group of people to review it with. Ha ha. Yes, first of all, Thomas from the History of Aotearoa New Zealand podcast. Thomas, welcome back to the show, man. Kia ora, thank you for having me. Yes, this is my third go around, I think, now. I wasn't your first choice, but I pulled through, so... <laughs> if you want to get a hold of us, you can find us on Twitter. <laughs> I'm just cringing myself into a dead little ball. <laughs> but no, it's good, it's good to be back. I'm always on call for you, Sam. Oh. Um, so that's okay. <laughs> you legends. I, I must admit, you, you were second choice. I did throw it out there to our other guests. Waffles. How are you going, Waffles? Welcome back to the show. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for uh, thinking of me first. Uh, it, it really does uh, warm the cockles of my heart. No, oh, I'm, I'm glad to have you back, man. You're here for the Eternals. So I knew you were a Marvel fan just like me, so I knew I had to get you back on. No, Mario. What's wrong with him? Just massive flu. So, you know. Yeah, it's no voice, so it can't be on a podcast. So, eh, what are you going to do? Yeah, fair enough. He he did offer to uh, do the first podcast completely through interpretive dance. Oh, uh, but it would have had to be a live stage production. So maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to have given him one of our all-time favorite questions of what would have been the worst thing to hear after sex. I would have loved to have seen how he interpretively danced that out. <laughs> <laughs> But here we are, here we are to talk about the brand new Marvel movie, Doctor Strange 2, in the multiverse of madness. It's literally just come out, has a score of 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb and 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. Plot for the film, yeah, I mean, it's Doctor Strange. Uh, I'll, I'll read the internet plot rather than subject us to trying to fumble one of our ways through it, but... Internet plot says, Doctor Strange casts a forbidden spell that opens a portal to the multiverse. However, a threat emerges that may be too big for his team to handle. Whoever the fuck wrote this has not seen the fucking film, man. Yeah, knows no. in Spider-Man. There's, there's no way home. This is the plot to No Way Home. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> to, be, to be fair, to someone who's like not seen the movies, I can understand how like that, that like if, if you've not known anything else and you've just been shown Spider-Man, I could see how you'd be confused. <laughs> what about one of you two? Anyone, anyone want to brave it? Anyone want to brave it and try and discuss the plot of this film? Oh, fuck it, I'll go. Yes, Waffles! Oh, so there's a teenager that can travel the multiverse and Scarlet Witch wants to steal the powers out of this teenager and Doctor Strange has to stop Wanda from doing that. Well and done. Weird shit ensues, and I think yeah. like, that is about as concise a synopsis as I could give. That's that'll do it. That'll do it. Uh, what we'll do is we'll do our usual blurb. If you haven't heard this podcast before, what we do is we review a movie by asking twenty weird and wonderful questions about it. We start with ten that can be applied to any film. We then move through three personal questions that we thought of while we were watching this film before finishing on a Patreon question. The one we always start with, compliment sandwich, which is one thing good, one thing bad, and one thing good if we liked this film. We don't like it, we give it the shit sandwich, which is one thing bad, one thing good, one thing bad. Uh, Thomas, let's start with you. What sort of sandwich you got, bro? Um, I, I went with a compliment sandwich, 
which uh, I thought was a bit unusual for me because as part of my compliment, I is, I'm not normally into horror. So it was it, going into it, I was already on the back foot, I feel. But I, compliment, thought the horror stuff was pretty good. I thought it was, I don't like jump scares. I uh, was not a fan of that. But by and large, I thought the horror stuff was done pretty tastefully. And it makes it a much more interesting film compared to other Marvel films. Since no other Marvel film has really done that. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll just echo you there. One of my good things was the horror aspect. So I'll, I'm just going to say, yeah, the same. The bit where she comes out of that, like the mirror, or I, I can't remember what it is. But yeah, real exercise. Oh, yes. 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 There was that and the appearance from behind the door as well when she sort of like fades back in and you're like, oh, holy shit. And then yeah. even yeah. terrifying her other self by showing her the water and the cup and stuff. There was enough in there. Like, it's still a PG-13 yeah. film, but man, Raimi pushed the boundaries. That's what I was thinking. Oh. I was like, I was like, this cannot be, I remember thinking it's like all the like blood and stuff that's in it and it's, it's reasonably more violent than, or at least it's conceptually more violent than other Marvel films. Mm. So yeah, so that was, that was for me really, I thought really interesting, even though I'm not into horror, that was quite good. Bad thing? Fuck me, Marvel. Pace your movies cor- right. Like, Shang-Chi had the same problem yep. of, like, you get three minutes of, hey, remember who this guy is and what he does? Yeah, we're going to go straight into a fight scene. Mm. And it's like, fuck, yeah. d- come on, at least build me up to it a little bit. Give me a bit more time to figure out what's going on. Give me half an hour, not, like, ten minutes mm. of, of, like, build up. Yeah, certainly, like, one of the one of the worst examples of it was the first post credit scene where it's like, hey, how you going? Do you want to come here? Yeah, okay, sweet, bye. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> it was like, oh my God, oh, hey, she's gone. Yep. Yeah. And the other thing was, I like Wanda's motivation. Marvel films at the moment seem to be going for everything needs to be a world-ending event. Shang-Chi had the same thing. It was basically a world-ending event for an origin film, which I was like, <laughs> why? Yep. But Wanda's motivation is very low key, at least in terms of like why she thinks she's going to do it. Obviously, everyone else thinks she's going to take it way further, which they're probably right. But I think having her be like, yeah, I just want to do this one thing. That'll be the end of it. It's all I want to do. It makes sense. It's pretty straightforward. And it's not going to mean that the entire multiverse just collapses in on itself. So I thought that was quite good. Yeah, yeah. As a score out of 10,000 universes. 10,000 universes, I would say it's probably like uh, 7,500 universes. Yep, yep. Yeah, I thought I it was pretty good. There were things that could have been better. Some of the writing was a bit shit. <laughs> Some of the like bits where it was like, the, you could clearly see like the writers were like, this is going to be a great one-liner that like someone's going to say, and it just does not land. Yeah. But yeah, by and large, I thought it was pretty good. I, d- I did enjoy it. So Fair enough. On to you, Waffles. Yeah. For a film about wizards, I think the special effects on the magic were actually really, really good. Um, in particular, the musical fight scene. That was, that uh, was different. Mm. Yeah. That was, was really, really creative. Good. Like, I actually really, really liked that scene. Like, I thought, like, you just clip that scene out in isolation and I would just watch that again, like, a million times. Like, that was actually really, really fun to watch. Mm. I did so, think yeah, I think was, they sort of... I did think it was funny, uh, though, you, that there was a lot of people that shoot animals out of their hands. Um, yes. it seemed to be that seemed to be a bit of a like a theme <laughs> for some <Yes>. reason. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the magic was good. Now, 
this will be a very uh, a personal one for me, but I had just seen everything everywhere all at once just the night before, which is, I love, like my favorite movie of all time, and like has remarkably similar premise, and like so my entire time just subconsciously I was constantly comparing this to everything everywhere all at once. And I was just like, it's just not as good. Mm, it's yep. just, for a movie that's almost essentially the same, and, like, one's a little indie film, and one's, like, this big, massive blockbuster, like, the little indie just, like, hits it way harder and just does it much better. And so, like, yeah, I'm sorry, Marvel, but, like, A24 outdid you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like, that was probably my fault for seeing them back-to-back. <laughs> <laughs> But no, my, uh, my third point, compliment sandwich. Um, this was one of the, probably the first Marvel film that actually felt like reading a comic book. Mm. Like, it just ducked into the weirdness. It wasn't afraid just to be like, fuck it, paint universe. Like, yeah, like it almost feels like Raimi understood the feeling of like, comics are weird. Comics just do shit. And this film just felt like, you know, you could transcribe it straight into a comic and you wouldn't notice the difference. And so, like, I really, really like that. It's like somebody who, like, loves reading comics. Like, I'm a big old nerd. And this film just, like, really hit that spot for me. Mm. Yeah, so I'd say 8,000 out of 10,000 universes. Wow. That's a big score. I had a good time with this. Okay. Nice. Uh, yeah, for me, um, like, as Thomas mentioned, love the horror aspects. The only other thing I'll add there is that I really like the score. I'm I'm not someone oh, yes. who is like, I, I don't really normally pick up on the score or the music or that sort of stuff. I'm more orientated on the performances and the story. And this was one where I remember walking out of and just going, fuck, man, the music in that was fucking awesome. So the bad thing for me, yeah, the <laughs> Everything Everywhere All at Once is a great example of balancing the seriousness with the humor. And this, it was like, mm. it wasn't serious enough. And then the humor was kind of cringing parts. Like, it was sort of like ebbing and flowing between the two. And there was, there was literally whole scenes where I was just like, oh, no, please don't. But like, <laughs> like, oh, fuck, here we go. And it, like, like you brought up, it's like, they feel like, they're, oh, my God, we've got this amazing line. Let's just fucking jam it in there. And it's just yeah. like, yep. <laughs> and, yeah, so there was, there was parts like that. But then that being said, um, it, these guys know that I was a little bit drunk before I recorded this podcast, and I wrote down Lizzie, 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 which I had no idea what the fuck was, I meant to. I was like, Finn Lizzie? What, am, what, are you, like, what the fuck do you mean by this? But Elizabeth Olsen, man, Elizabeth Olsen delivers in this. Yeah. In this, like, yes. Her motivation is good. So good. But playing the dichotomy of like a, a mother who's like just trying to take care of her kids versus like her main character, which, you know, is the Scarlet Witch and, you know, like putting on the facade and all the other stuff. Mm. I was like, this is fucking phenomenal. I feel like she's had the superstar potential that no one's really seen in the MCU, but now we're mm. seeing it, and it's just like, oh fuck, this is awesome. Yeah, definitely. Right. If, my, um, if I can do a cheeky plug, go. Um, my brother also does movie reviews for Radio New Zealand, and oh, I watched his heresy. review on on um, this. And one of the things he said, which I which really kind of struck me or resonated with me, was although this is a Doctor Strange film and Benedict Cumberbatch is the lead it's pretty evident that it is Elizabeth Olsen's film. Like yeah. she is clearly yeah. the best actress in this film, even above. Yeah. All the people that you're, you're meant to be like, you know, you, you spend way more time with. She is so much better and so convincing and so scary and, and just all of that for, for Wanda. Yeah, yeah so, absolutely. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. Like the actress that plays America mm. Chavez and then the, um, like Benedict Wong playing Wong as well. Like they, 
they give oh, the best of what yes. they've got. But like, yeah. I, I feel like one of the fundamental problems with Doctor Strange is he's such a shitty character. Like he's such mm. an arrogant <laughs> asshole that you're like, he's not likable. He's not likable, but it's like, like at least Tony Stark is not likable as well. Yeah. But he's like in this cool suit and he does cool shit. Whereas this guy is like mm. glowy hands, glowy hands, glowy hands. You're yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> You know, and, yeah, and that always, always struck me. That's his character in the comics. Yes, it's true. I mean, that's true. Yeah, yeah that yeah. is true. It always struck me a bit as well, where he's like, he's like, oh, I've got to make a, got to make a portal with the sling ring, and then he gets nicked, and he's like, I can't make a portal. And I'm like, what the fuck? You can shoot snakes out your hands and shit, but you can't make a fucking portal without having this weird ring. Yeah, like, yeah, this is totally the problem problem i have is with like most of these marvel films is like we get introduced to these like overly powerful characters and then mm. they're just suddenly underpowered and then they're overpowered and then underpowered and stuff like that hulk is an example mm. of someone mm. who started off like phenomenally strong and then since then has been like oh, i'm having trouble fucking doing this i'm having trouble snapping a thing but in the first one i was punching out a goddamn yeah <laughs> flying yeah. creature but oh and, yeah and like going back to this film like like doctor strange when that one-eyed creature sh- with tentacles showed up who's shumagaraf but they've renamed him garagarok or something yeah. like that like when he showed up he should have been split in half within seconds like don't get me wrong love yes. the eye getting plucked out that was the part yeah. that made me go oh man this movie is not fucking around <laughs> this is pretty yeah like, this is pretty out <laughs> there the, the theater i was in when that happened was mostly young kids actually well not young kids it was like well, i say young kids like 20 year olds mm. um oh they're young kids they young, young kids and yeah, and when that happened, everyone in the room was like, oh, like. <laughs> <laughs> You've really literally funny. just jogged my memory. There was a part there where that happened, and there's a brief moment of silence, and all I heard, I heard, and all I heard in the crowd was, mama. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> there's some like 12 year old kid or 10 year old or 8 year old oh, who's no. like, can we go home? Oh, no. Fuck this, mum. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Um, Imagine being that parent, just being like, oh, this is a Marvel film. You know, it'll be, you know, it'll be a bit violent, but overall it'll be quite wholesome, and that's the movie that you take them to. Exactly. Like, <laughs> oh, Oops. As a score out of 10,000, yeah, I'm about 7,300, 400. I'm going to see it again on Tuesday when one of my mates is back, so I'll probably change my score after I see that. But it was enjoyable, but not great. You know, it was, yeah. Yeah. It is. It's not, I don't think it's the best one that they've done, but I think it's... It, yeah, it's pretty good, and I think it gets points for being different. Yep. Anywho, that moves us over to our quickfire rounds. First of which, uh, which character would you most want to go out on the beers with? Over to you, Thomas. Uh, Wong, of course. <laughs> yes. Why would you choose yes. anyone else? <laughs> Have we Wong? all got Wong? Who else? <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I, I thought I thought we'd all go Wong, and I thought about going. You can't go Wong with it. You can't go Wong. <laughs> yeah. You can't go Wong. Yeah. Wong is Wong is a bro. He's a font of knowledge. Like he's he's always correcting Strange, and I'm like, yeah, like he'd be great to get on the piss with, and he and he has yeah, like he knows lots of stuff. So you'd be he's always got an interesting convo going. Yeah, you could just imagine the stories. You get him going a bit. He's, yeah. he's had a few. His tongue's a bit loose. Like you yeah. would hear some shit. Yeah, yeah. Some shit. Yeah, yeah. He he's way more corruptible than any of the others. Like you know, you'd have a good time with him. Oh yeah. Like I, yeah. I went for and, the classic yeah. fake out. I was like, hey, we see in this film that Doctor Strange can turn water into wine, but that's why I'm picking Wong because he can too. But he's not a not a complete dick. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, definitely Wong. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. All round. Uh, question number three: What was the most insane leap of logic in this film? Yeah, for me it was um, that America always, like, they were, like, at the end, they're like, you always had control of your powers. <laughs> and, like, 
now she can just use them and it's like no it was pretty clear that she could couldn't she couldn't control them like yeah there's the whole point yeah. like you telling her I, I i guess maybe strange was saying it to like mm. motivate her or something and he was just lying or whatever but it felt like a really weird thing of like oh she i guess she believes in herself now so she can just do it yeah like yeah but I, Thomas- okay She's Murica. Murica. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a comic person, so I don't know if that was on purpose, but like the whole like her name's America, everything's in the shape of a star, and I'm like, this is either like some sort of comic book thing that's going on here, it's, or this is way too fucking on the thing. nose. It, it's a massive comic <laughs> no, thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's a comic thing. What about you, Waffles? They've referenced the inhumans. Like yep. Black Bolt is in this. Yes. Like, to me, like, that is like, why? Why why bring that up? Why why remind people that, oh, yes, we did the Inhumans. They're in Hawaii for some reason. Yeah. Because that was the same actor, wasn't it? It was. It was Anton Mount. Like, yeah, so to me, I, like, saw that. It's just like, they're they're really doing this? Okay. They really are Marvel's oh, yeah. secret shame. It's like the literally the black yeah. sheep of like, hey, we did make a TV series. No one fucking watched it. We neutered one of the main characters in the first episode, even though her powers are, you know, having hair that can manipulate things. We were like, yep, sweet. Let's just move on. Let's pretend um, they never existed. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I seem to have written down four answers for this, so I'm just going to go... <laughs> I'm just going to go with... Come on, Sam. This is your show. You should know how it works. I know. I know. <laughs> Quick fire round. I've written down four answers. Uh, first of all, the second one was that, you know, when he shows up and starts talking to um, to Wanda, and he's like, what do you know about the multiverse? And he's like, Viz had his theories about the multiverse. Who the fuck sits around like, hey, Wanda, guess what? I've got some theories about a multiverse. Are you ready to hear them? Oh, yeah. I'm totally about fucking ready to hear them. Uh, I mean, in, I in, in, in Wanda's defense... My partner would tell you that's exactly what I do about when I'm like, come out of my office and go, do you want to know this thing? I just learned about obscure New Zealand history. So I find that quite believable, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't going to bring this up. But the number of times I sit at there staring at the stars, I'm like, Stacey, if you actually picture how big the universe is, right? <laughs> Sam, it's two o'clock in the morning. You need to fucking stop drinking bourbon with your friends and come to bed. <laughs> no, 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 but nothing. If, but if you we, were just to fucking imagine how big huge. the universe. Yes. But, but babe, the galaxies, the stars are so far away. Sam, do I need to call an ambulance again? Yeah, probably. <laughs> there was that, but then um, the, the other one that fucked me off to like bits was when. They're trying to get run to get the book of Ashanti, and then they like flood her in a tunnel, and then they're like, "Has that stopped her?" No, nah, it slowed her down for a bit. Hey, should we just slowly walk towards that book that we really, really need? <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's. Oh no, yeah. no, let's hang out for here for a second and like you know, look pensively at each other. I was like, if you're in that point where you're so solely focused, and this is the type of person I am, I'm a very impatient person. I would be running for that fucking book within seconds and be like, okay, sweet, I've got go, the magic. Go, go, yeah. See you later, Scarlet Witch. You know what I mean? But instead, they're just like, ah, eh, fucking yeah. run. Oh, let's let her have a swim. Doctor Strange even knows. He even knows. He's like, oh, it's just going to slow her down. Like, you mm. fucking idiot. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, they got to give her time to catch up. Otherwise, the movie's not going to happen. I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, this is what's ruined me, Waffles, is that one of our questions used to be, 
what minor change would end this film after about five or six minutes? And now every time I watch a movie, I'm like, like the bit at the start where he's trying to get to that book and he like absorbs her powers. I'm like, you don't need to absorb her powers. You need to do some fucking magic shit, yeah. you fucking ass. I want to split her in half. You know, like I'd, I'd look yeah. for it now and it pisses me off, man. I want to go back to normalcy. Mm. What are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get that ambulance again. I'm fucking losing it, man. <laughs> Anyway, the last of our uh, the last of our quickfire, which is clearly not quickfire. What would be the porn parody name for this movie? And Thomas Lizov. Yeah, I I will. I am slightly ashamed to admit that this is the question I spent the most time <laughs> thinking about. I had this uh, in seconds, by the way, and trying to trying to figure out what would be the best answer for this. Um, I don't think I landed on that good of a one, but um, uh, I thought the concept was pretty good. Which was Dr. Schlong and Friends, <laughs> which is obviously a gangbang video where, where obviously like there's, you know, like Wanda or something is being gangbanged by multiple Dr. Strangers. The other option was Dr. Strange going across the multiverse, uh, I guess ha- having sex with multiple versions of different people, <laughs> but that wasn't quite as interesting. I thought the gangbang video was a better, uh, was a better pitch. But, so, but, but Tom, if you're going for gangbang videos, Multi dicks of madness is right there. Oh, it is right there. It is. <laughs> That's very good. You're so right. That's very good. <laughs> you can have that one for free, porn companies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, they've they've already made a dozen of them. Oh, fuck, I do actually. I do actually have a a comic book porn video in my house, which did slightly ruin my thoughts on what this could be. Because it's just, it's a Batman one and it's called Batfuck Triple X, um, uh, and that was um, so it was a bit like I know that they're not great titles, so so it kind of oh, ruined it. The funny story with that is actually is I had to try and get that home after my first year at uni, so I hid it in one of my board games. Keeping in mind, I did not buy this for myself, by the way. I My mates bought it for me for my 19th birthday. <laughs> yeah, sure, bro. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah, likely yeah, yeah. story. <laughs> and so I hid it in that box and forgot it was there. And this was not a board game that I play very often. And it wasn't until probably about two or three years ago that I did end up playing that board game again or ended up showing someone or something. And I opened it up and it's sitting right there on the fucking top. And that oh. was... That was pretty oh. awkward. <laughs> did, did you look at the person and go, look, I know what you're thinking, but I'm telling you now, a man does not fuck a bat in that movie. <laughs> yeah, it, I think it was my partner. My my partner, I think I showed her the, the game and opened bat it up fuck. and was like, oh no, I forgot that was in there. <laughs> Jesus. Oh gosh. So I had some explaining to do after that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to rip off. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Stanley Kubrick made a film called Dr. Strangelove. So I'm like, I don't know how Do- Stanley Kubrick and a porn film are going to get put together, but here we go. Dr. Strangelove and the Hairy Purse of Gladness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, I like it, but also I kind of hate it. Um, <laughs> so do I. Yeah. Hairy I purse. the image that it gives me. Hairy Purse of Gladness. That's actually disgusting. Yeah, it is. But... <laughs> You feel the brief. So. Listeners, thank you for sticking with us for 205 episodes. It's been a blast. We'll see you, we'll see you later. <laughs> hey, they knew what they were signing up for. Yeah. If you want to get a hold of us, you can find me at the local jail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Anywho, anywho, anywho. Uh, 
We'll move on to our Patreon questions. The first Patreon question comes courtesy of our mate Emily Higgins of the Tasteless Podcast, an awesome podcast which compares two films. One that's universally beloved, she compares that to a film that's not, and uh, she has similar themes, and she argues why the one that's not should be universally beloved. And uh, she's yet to convince me because most of the films she loves are absolute garbage. But hey, here we are. Love your, <laughs> love your work, Emily. Love your work. You can't say that. She's giving you money. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, Emily. No, you actually do get me wrong. I, do, I can't stand those films you're talking about. <laughs> anyway. You what taste a- the shit and you should feel ashamed. <laughs> yeah. God damn you, Emily. Anyway, uh, one of your questions that we occasionally sub in is this one, which is what character has gone the longest without sharing? What have we got, Thomas? Yeah, so I actually did some research for this one because I answered Reed Richards. Um, Ooh. Because mm-hmm. yep. I I googled how water interacts with rubber, so there is a bit of a there's a bit of a leap of logic there that he's made of rubber. But um, water is actually absorbed by um or gets absorbed into rubber. So I feel like by the fact that he's not swollen all the time, uh, <laughs> clearly indicates he does not shower very much. So that's my reasoning. It, it makes sense, man. Like when you've got a rubber man, you've got to yep. use a water based lubricant. So like I, I hear what you're exactly. saying. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That always causes erosion and stuff. Yeah, yeah I've got it. Yeah. 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 What about you, Waffles? Dark Doctor Strange. <laughs> like if just in that house of the collapsing universe, like I wouldn't shower in that situation. That's that's true. I mean, could you? Like the shower's yeah, probably like, like there's that big vortex, that's probably where the shower is. Yeah. You know? Yeah, the shower's <laughs> like five dimensions over. Like. Yeah, the shower's five dimensions <laughs> over. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a journey. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but it's a good point man like he, he was up there on my on my fingers of like you know you wake up every day and you're like yeah it's just me who the fuck am i impressing yeah who cares you know it's like yeah yeah it's up there the, the only other one i had was um yeah from the illuminati i was gonna go with captain marvel just because like every time she flares up she just burns so i imagine she just burns her sweat and smell and everything off her so she's like what's the point you know that's yeah. true but if you could do that mm. if you could do that would you would you still shower just to be like, like, because it's socially acceptable. Okay, so you're talking to a guy that is hot all the time. So quite often when I go out in public, in the middle of winter, I'll be wearing jandals, shorts, a t-shirt, and I get people look at me like worried, like legitimately worried of like, <laughs> what is wrong with that guy? And like, it, I'm, I'm, I, it goes through my mind every time we jump in a car. Stacey's always like, do you think you should maybe put a hoodie on or something so you don't freak people out? I'm like, ah, fuck people. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that moves us over to our next question. Comes courtesy of our man Nick Haskins, who runs Nikolai's Kitchen as well as a live stream for the Cure. We will be on that again. We'll be doing the show live. We are doing seven PM Eastern Standard Time on May the twenty first, which is a Saturday, which in New Zealand time is lunchtime, so twelve o'clock on the Sunday of May twenty second. I have more of a promo a couple of days before the episodes, so people can chuck it in their calendars. But fucking very keen to be back on that. Anywho, uh, what's this question, Thomas? What type of meal is this movie? Which for me, it jumped it jumped out pretty much immediately. Which is black pudding. Um, it's uh, it's dark. It's full of blood. It's kind of meaty, sausagey. List, kind of dark. Listeners, you know how much I love it when guests come on and give a way better answer than what I'm going to give. So it's going to bite my tongue. But yes, well done, Thomas. Well done. Thanks. <laughs> what do you got, Waffles? Thanks. Good job. <laughs> on to Waffles. Yeah, this would be 
for me, uh, one of the Histon Blumenthal's, you know, gastric infusions. Ooh. You mm. know, looks like dessert, but it's actually savory, you know, just up, fucks with your mind. And it's very complicated and possibly more complicated yes. than it really needs Over, to be. <laughs> overly complicated. More work went into it than it was absolutely necessary and yeah. cost a fuck ton. Yeah. yeah, but it's probably fine in the end. Like, yeah, but... It- it's probably it's okay, but there was, there's clearly, like, very convoluted. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. follow fucking either of these two answers, to be honest. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there and I was like, okay, a lot of people are, like, really digging this movie. A lot of people aren't. What's something that people love and other people hate? So I just went off Hawaiian pizza. Like, some people, like, hate the idea of pineapple on a pizza. Some people love it. So I was like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in that boat. I'm in that boat of, like, hey, it's fucking, mm. some people love it. Some people hate it. You know, some people enjoy it. Some people don't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it did kind of interest me to to know whether people who went to go see this knew that it was A, directed by Sam Raimi, mm. and B, knew that Sam Raimi was known for horror films before he did the Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah, exactly. Because that is probably what most yeah. people know him from now. Oh, so I wonder if it, guy. He'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I wonder if a few yeah. people went into it and went, it's the Spider-Man director, great, it'll be sort of, it'll be kind of wacky, but otherwise fine. And then come and they see this like borderline horror film, and it's like, oh shit! Like, yeah. what? So yeah, I wonder how many people oh, actually that's that Sam Raimi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Sam Raimi. on that yeah. one. It's funny though because Doctor Strange in the comics is in that horror universe, and it's like Marvel have like dragged him into the light of like, hey, let's make this guy like a new Tony Stark. Hey, and then like yeah. now he's gone back to his roots. It's sort of like, holy fuck, yeah, this guy is this guy is pretty fucking weird. He is pretty strange. Mm. Mm. He's there's <laughs> his name exactly. That's <laughs> <laughs> what they call him. <laughs> Don't worry, listeners. They're gonna get worse. They're gonna get really fucking worse. Oh gosh. Uh, anywho, uh, next question: Waffles. What is it? Uh, what is the biggest dick move in this movie? So wonder legitimately everything she does is kind of a dick move but like like thomas said you know we can kind of see her motivation all that sort of shit but at one point there we see her do her you know like mind control powers on america and convince her not america the country america chavez character we convince america chavez to open up a portal to go to another universe so we see she doesn't need to absorb her powers yet she still keeps doing that she still keeps trying to absorb her powers like you found the universe you want to go to you found the universe you want to go to just use your mind control get her open a portal go there you don't need to fucking kill everyone job done see you bye yeah exactly i thought i thought there was also a bit of a weird thing where it was like they the, the, like dr strange and wong and all those guys were like you can't do this it's wrong and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, why don't you just open the portal and let her go anyway? Yeah. Like, and then she'll just fuck off. Mm. Okay, she kills one person, but you guys individually have killed thousands of people, just like each. So Exactly. I'll admit, saying, yeah, just go and murder this one person and take her place is not, not a good thing to do. Even just find that universe where there's an alternate vision of yourself, but all the humans have been replaced by robots. You know, so she's going there. She's yeah. not murdering anyone. She's killing an evil robot. She gets to go there. She gets to live out of fantasy. Plus, like, use America, as I said, like, mind control, to send her on a one-way trip. You know, like, once she's there, she's fucked. Yeah. Like, see yeah. you, bye. Mm. For me, it's Doctor Strange pushing other Doctor Strange off buildings. <laughs> like, you got a whole multiverse to explore. Why, why fuck around and just push people off buildings? Like, I don't know. That just seems petty to me. Fair enough. 
Like, if you go to other multiverses, like, oh, I'm bored, I'll push a guy off a building. You might be do that once out of curiosity. There's other shit to do. <laughs> yeah. Like, out of all the things you could do, yeah, that's the one you pick. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Surely, at some point, it gets boring. You know, like, yeah. yeah. Apparently not. <laughs> Mine was making Bruce Campbell hit himself for three. Oh weeks. yes. Oh. Um, <laughs> which was initially funny. And then, like, really quite depressing. Um, oh, it becomes horrific real fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, when he's like, oh, that's quite funny. Like, he was legitimately being a dick. Um, and then he's like, yeah, it was temporary, and it'll fix itself in three weeks. I'm like, oh, come on, man. Like, like that's a really long time. Like, surely you've got a um, three-hour one, or a 30-minute, or fucking something. It yeah, doesn't need exactly. to be three yeah, weeks. Do it for a couple of hours. Like, fine. You know, he gets the idea. But three weeks? Yeah. Like, what's he doing? He's sleeping and he's still just, just hitting himself? I just, yeah, it was, I just thought it was too much. I've got to admit, like, though, we got, like, in our in our screening, we got half awesome, half fucking, like, sigh when we got to the second, like, post-credit scene. That was, that was the other interesting thing, going on a bit of a tangent. Go hard. But that was also something that I thought was quite fun, was Bruce Campbell looking into the camera. Yes. But also, I think it was Wanda... That looks into the camera when she dream walks for the first time. Yep. Yep. And I was like, that is really cool. Yeah. Like, is that, that is entering, like, Deadpool territory of, like, the the movies are starting to become self-aware and, yeah. and that sort of thing. And, and like, there, There's a few instances with, like, um, quasi-fourth wall breaks and things like that. Like, mm. it is it is definitely pushing that boundary of awareness. Mm. Yeah. But I thought particularly yeah. for Wanda when she dream walks for the first time, oh. it was particularly yeah. scary because like you've just seen her do this like really quite horrific act i guess and you're like wow that's really scary and then she looks into the camera and it's kind of like it breaks that barrier of oh i know this is a movie this is a character and they are not aware of me to suddenly this character actually might be alive and might be aware of me mm. in the cinema and might actually do something of course you rationally know that's not correct but there's that there's that base kind of like, yeah. like animalistic level of you that says this is not good and I'm not ha- I'm not comfortable about this. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. um, and I thought that was yeah such a simple thing to do, but really ups the the like scariness factor of the character oh, in that so moment. So effective. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Anywho, that takes us over to our next Patreon question, which comes courtesy of our friend uh, Chris Yini. You're the man, Chris. Love your work. Uh, his question this week is what song would you insert into this movie and where and we try to be as on the nose as possible there's a few songs that have been retired but it's fine let's go hard boys what do you got I went with the Mortal Kombat theme um (laughs) (laughs) I had that shortlisted you're the man um when the in the two like Doctor Strange fight like the musical note fight that we were talking about earlier that really gave me like like scorpion versus sub-zero kind of vibes um you know like two like kind of similar but alternate kind of characters fighting each other that's kind of the vibe it gave me so that's why i thought mortal Kombat might be might be an interesting song to put in that scene it's interesting you say that because i had the mortal Kombat theme but i had the part where wong like harpoons the guy through the head and then like pulls him down the hill i was like get over here i was like yeah there we go that's good (laughs) Yeah. yeah That was, uh, that was on my shortlist. What do you got, Waffles? Bit of a weird one. Uh, Bo Burnham's Welcome to the Internet. Um, just as they're dimension hopping, uh, 
li- li- got stuck in my head was little bit of everything all of the time, little bit of everything all of the time, and just like that, I think just put that little stinger in just would have been very very fitting. Mm. Um, otherwise, Billy Eilish's "I'm the Bad Guy" when oh. Wonder Attacks Camouflage. That is good. Mm. That is on the nose. Yeah, With her turn, that would be really awesome. Mm-hmm. The funny part was for me, like, yeah, I had the Mortal Kombat theme and I started writing down the X-Men theme, but they actually play the X-Men theme when Professor X shows up. They do! They yeah, do yeah, the old X-Men yeah. theme. I was like, oh, fuck, that's right. There we go. So I was like, yeah, those are my first two answers. And then I had, um, yeah, when they're like, Similar to you, Waffles, when they're jumping through the universes, I had a whole new world from Aladdin. You know, like, a whole oh, new yeah. world. I was like... But, like, it starts every time, yeah. like, and, whole, like, restarts whole, every time. Like, a whole, a whole new one. A whole <laughs> yeah. new one. A whole new... Yeah. <laughs> what is this universe we're in? A whole oh, new world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So good. Anywho, uh, the next one is also a Patreon question. Comes courtesy of our mate Jason. Okay, Nutrivert, you're the fucking man, bro. We love your work. Uh, what's his question there, Thomas? Uh, his question is: At what point was the perfect time for a bathroom break? Which I found it quite difficult to come up with something for this because it was either the the entire thing was either action scenes or reasonably important like plot exposition scenes. Probably the best answer for me was the the tunnel under the river where they're being chased by Wanda because mm. that was arguably the scariest scene in the entire thing. <laughs> Mama, so if you're not, yeah, exactly. So if you're not into not into the spooky, that's probably a good time to good time to go to the toilet because that was yeah, it was that was quite scary mm. for me. I know I'm going to be quite controversial with this. I would say the Illuminati scene. <laughs> I, I would think. Wow, that like, th- I would say that is extremely controversial. Same. I would argue and, uh, that it's the worst time I'll to go for why. a bathroom break. I argue why because it's very fan servicey. Mm. But when you know who's on the Illuminati, then it doesn't really add much to the film. That's true. And you could remove it from the film, and it wouldn't affect the plot in any major way. But like as you say, like this film is stacked, and it's. You know, there's no real obvious point. I was thinking, it's like, what what scene could I have missed and it wouldn't really have affected my enjoyment overall? It's just like, unfortunately, it would be the Illuminati scene. Like, yeah, yeah at the big wow moments and all that sort of stuff. But in terms of plot, you could get rid of it. I've, Definitely. I've got two things to say there. Like, um, the first of which is the number of people that have, like, petitioned for John Krasinski to be Mr. Fantastic. And then when he yeah. showed up, I was like, cool. Yeah. Ah, oh, you you're not that yeah. great. <laughs> no, I've seen it, and it's yeah, it's yeah, not really that yeah. fantastic. Precisely. Oh, this is a shame. Yeah. Yes, I, I've got to admit, like this is the second part of this. Is I actually went for a, I, I did I went for a bathroom break, and it was during the second <laughs> version of the scene when they're all arguing with Doctor Strange. I was like, he's gonna get out, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, yes. like what is going on? Yeah. He's definitely gonna get out. Come on, guys. Yeah, yeah. Anywho, that moves us over to question number 10. What is it there, Waffles? Uh, that is, uh, what deep philosophical discussion did this movie bring up in you? <laughs> um, the, the one for me is like, okay, it, um, dreams are like alternate realities that you know, you're channeling for yourself. And I was like, sweet, there's an alternate version of me that's doing pretty well with Natalie Portman, so good on him. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> good on him! <laughs> 
<laughs> Way to go, He's Sam. living his best life, <laughs> nice. and his wife doesn't care, so he, he's doing all right. Nice. <laughs> and, and then the debate was, how, how do I live that life? <laughs> oh. oh, no. Mine was actually like an actual philosophical debate. Like it's an, Like actual philosophers have debated this, which is there is multiple versions of you already based on every person perceives you differently. Mm-hmm. You know, you're obviously your partner thinks you're pretty cool and perceives you in a certain way. Mm, your neighbor doesn't like you that much because you mow the lawns at 7am on a Sunday, you know, that sort of thing. So each person has a different perception of you and who you are and, and, and how, how you treat them and all that sort of stuff. So I guess like that kind of stuff, I guess was what I was thinking about quite a bit in the movie was, there are different versions of you, but it doesn't need this convoluted story. <laughs> yeah, you know. So yeah. Yep. Dig that. Totally dig that. For me, the debate was: Are there grief counselors in the Marvel universe? Because I think a good counselor would have resolved this entire film. <laughs> you mean and Wanda so, should like, have just gone to therapy and it would have been fine? Yes. <laughs> like, do therapists exist in the Marvel universe? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, imagine being that therapist. So what if you come in here today? Well, I took over an entire town, made some imaginary kids using magic, and now they're gone, and I would very much like to have them back. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you answer so, that? So how does that make you feel, though? <laughs> how does that make you feel? Yeah. What emotions come right, to the well, surface when you talk about it. the nature of reality? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But also, does not adoption exist? Like, if she wanted kids so badly, like, surely there are some orphans running around the Marvel Universe mm. that would be happy to have her as a mother. Oh, now we're getting into some, something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. yeah. The other thing, too, is, like, there's multiple universes. Like, like every single conceivable universe is out there. Surely there's one where her as a mother has died and those two kids mm. need yes. a mother. Like, why Why yes. pick the one where, like, yeah. hey, we're a happy family. Oh, sweet, there we go. There's some adjusted kids. I want those ones. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Give me those kids. <laughs> what about these other ones where the mother's died and they're a bit fucked up? Nah, fuck that. I don't want uh, No, no, don't Too much them. drama. They're broken. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Put them back in the system. They'll be fine. <laughs> Selfish bitch. Still a great performance. <laughs> great performance. Oh, yes, great performance. Yeah. Anywho, that moves us over to our personal questions. Waffles, you're up. What do you got? What would the evil version of your podcast be like? Okay, listeners, imagine this. Movie reviews in 2,000 cues. Is government Ooh. mandated listening? <laughs> Every question is worse than the last. Oh, and it's only ever on the movie Crash. <laughs> You have to listen to it every night. If you haven't listened to it, if you haven't, oh, by the way, I have nothing to do with this. I don't fucking listen to any of this sort of shit at all. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm above that, man. You guys have to listen to it. It's like fucking forced on you. You know, if you think 1984 is bad, try listen to our podcast for two thousand questions every night. <laughs> Fuck, and it's just got, that. it's got no editing. He, do, you just no. do it raw and you just upload it straight away. Exactly. No, but the worst is I just pay people that everybody hates to do it. Amy Schumer's home is hosting the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up on episode number two, Mel Gibson. Yeah. Oh, God. Do you guys like Rob Schneider? Well, he's up. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, no. 
That is truly diabolical. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, Waffles. When I read this question, I kind of dreaded it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, For listeners that don't know, I host the History of Aotearoa New Zealand podcast, a fairly reasonably serious podcast about the history of New Zealand. We deal with some fairly heavy, heavy topics. Things like white supremacy, colonialism, that kind of thing. So I thought my, obviously, my alternate uh, evil version of my podcast would be extremely racist Mm. and start with Captain Cook, not with, you know, we're just going to ignore that Māori exist. Colonialism's great and all things, uh, talk about all the things that we uh, gave, quote unquote, gave Māori, things like radio. You know, they didn't have radio, they clearly benefited from radio. But Tom, you're clearly describing the New Zealand education system. Clearly, yes. Uh, but of course, the clincher is who's going to host this? And of course, I don't think I could see anyone more qualified than the uh, frontman of Hobson's Pledge, Don Brash. Um, obviously, <laughs> which, um, which not many people outside of New Zealand are going to understand that reference. But if you are in New Zealand, you you understand what I mean. <laughs> Oh, that's so fucking evil. amazing, Thomas. That was amazing. It's so bad, and I hope that never gets made. <laughs> Fuck that. Because I think the most evil part of that is I could a hundred percent see Don Brash doing that. He's only oh, fucking yes. would he be there tomorrow? Like, yes. Uh, and my only answer is to who's to say minority isn't. Oh. <laughs> 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 All right, my second question. What other non-Marvel franchise would you love to see Sam Raimi direct? Okay, okay. So imagine a horror vision of Shrek. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. oh. I was like, what's a beloved kid's franchise that could be completely ruined by a horror director? It's like Harry Potter? Nah. <sighs> um, Land Before Time? That's kind of already fucking horror. Uh, no, I'm going with Shrek. Kind of I'm going with Shrek. Yeah, that that torture scene with the gingerbread man really just that's on the, takes on a whole nother level. It's already on the verge, like, like legitimately, that's yeah. on the verge of like this could be Raimi territory, but like yeah, next level, yeah. like just some dude eating in front of him, like mama leg, fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mine was not quite a franchise, but me being a history nerd, um, a particular event in history that I thought Sam Raimi would do very well which is the attack of the dead men in World War One. Mm-hmm. If people don't know what this is, um, it was basically a World War I uh, battle where Russians were holding a fortress and the Germans were attacking it and bombarded it with gas. And the Germans did this for a while and thought, wow, shit, we've been bombarding that for a couple of hours. Surely no one is left inside. Let's walk in and we'll take it. So that's what they start doing. They start moving towards the fortress, expecting no resistance, uh, but instead are met with surviving Russians basically holding the line, fighting against them. But of course, they've been inhaling all of this chlorine gas. So they are coughing up blood and bits of lung and they're covered in all of it. And, you know, like their skin is like, got, like all red and stuff. And like they're probably crying oh. from like, you know, like their eyes are red from the chlorine gas. You know, and some, it's sometimes called like, like the zombie, like the World War I zombie battle and that sort of stuff. Because that's kind of what they were looking like. So, yeah, and basically the reason that they, they were coughing up all of this because they were basically being dissolved from the inside out, like oh, their insides were being dissolved. So the Germans actually turned around and retreated so fast that they actually got caught up in their own traps um, that they'd set. <laughs> so eventually the Germans did capture it because all those Russians died. 
Jesus but it's fucking like, it's Christ, like, listeners. Yeah, Holy like, hell. It's quite, it's quite like a horrific like battle. And I thought Sam Raimi would be quite good at really adding his own, his own brand, I guess, on top of that as yeah. well. Oh, now, now I need to see this film. Like, this <laughs> film has to now get made. Jesus. <laughs> Waffles, your last question. Where was Vision? After WandaVision, like, did so much work bringing him back. Where the fuck was he? Okay, so my, my response to this is I'm pretty sure he dies again in WandaVision. Like, he's part of the children that, like, they don't really exist. She's created them for Westview and all that sort of shit. No, because there's the white there, vision. There is the white vision. Went there, off. Yep. That, yeah. Who's buzzing around doing whatever the fuck he's doing. But at the same time, like, that being said, like, there's not another alternate reality where he is there. You know, like, every single one that she's going to yeah. is just, like, mm. it's just her and two kids. So... You'd think he would be in the multiverse. He is there. Exactly. So I was just like, oh, fucking Bethany was busy. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> he was busy scheduling conflicts. <laughs> He's dealing with the Johnny Depp fucking Amber Heard trial, so he he wasn't available for. Yeah. <laughs> Because Johnny Depp sent him one text one time, and now he's he's busy in a defamation lawsuit, so he's he's not there, I guess. But yeah, I was just like, maybe just don't think about it too hard. <laughs> yeah. Was my answer. <laughs> it's it's like every time that something goes wrong in a Marvel movie that isn't an Avengers movie, where you're like, where are the Avengers? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are they up to? Yes, yeah, just, just don't don't think about it. Too yeah, exactly. Hard. Just don't. Uh, yeah, you know, if you use too much brain power, you'll realize it, it, it's it's a plot hole. And exactly. Onto my questions. Um, first one: Are we supposed to just ignore that there was a massive bullheaded creature just inexplicably wandering around Kumataj? Who the hell was that? Like, I, I'm going to dumb it down. Let's just make up a crazy fucking superhero name for him because I, I think I know who it is in the comics. But at the same time, don't give a shit. I, I know who it is. Is it Dario? I I got this. No, it's Rinta. Oh, yes, it's Rinta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Don't worry, Extra, listeners, they have like, not read the comic books. I am with you on this yes. one. I had no fucking idea. Here comes who the nerds. Yep. He, he fights alien wizards. That's all you have to know about him, but he exists in the comics. Uh, I just couldn't get over the way he just pops up and it's just like, hey, here's a fucking yeah. bullheaded dude and, you know, they're hanging around a whole bunch of humans and he's just like, oh, I hope I don't die. Oh, I'm not dead. Hey, I'm still not dead. You know, it's like, yeah, I thought it was really weird because it was like, Oh, it's a secret monastery thing on Earth. By the way, there's a Minotaur over here. Mm. And I legitimately did like a double take. I was like, wait a minute. Like, no one's concerned about this? Who is this guy? Like, what's going on here? Why is he here? Yeah. Where did he come from? I just love that this breaks you so much. Like, yeah, magic and shit and multiverses and stuff like that. that but that guy has a cow yeah, head. Hon- honestly, yeah, honestly, that was the most unbelievable part of the film. It was. Was an already existing <laughs> mythological creature in real life existed in this film. He was doing his best. He was doing his best. Which was fuck um, all. Holy shit, a whole bunch of magicians can't fucking stop one girl from getting into the Kumitage. What the fuck? Yeah, he like... Pretty much got annihilated immediately, didn't he? But he was still alive. Like, he was yeah, still banging he around. He was still alive. Yeah, because he, yeah. he made it to the end, I think, didn't he? Yeah, so that was my other yeah. insane leap of logic, was the number of people that, like, she kept alive. Like, she kept Wong alive for no fucking reason. You know what I mean? There was, like, yeah. a number of them. She, like, she knows these people can throw her plan into fucking, you know, disarray, and yet she still keeps him alive. And he was another one. Yeah. He, was, he was still hanging around. Who the fuck was he? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> let's do my head in. Um, anyhow... Uh, 
I'm going to move on from that before I have a mental breakdown. Question number two, which one of the Illuminati had the most gangster death? Because holy shit, did they go out like gangsters? Mine was, um, I forgot his name. He was that good, but it was the tuning fork guy. Oh, Black Bolt. Uh, oh, Black Bolt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bla- yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, thanks, dudes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you, you couldn't remember Blackagar Bolton? I was about to say that, no. yeah. yeah. Funnily enough, no, I could not remember that. Um, uh, leader of the Inhumans. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> but I thought his was really cool. I don't know if I'd classify it as gangster, but yeah, I just thought it was really cool. I was going to bring it up as like an insane leap of logic, but it's not really. But it's like almost an insane leap of arrogance. The fact that that like Doctor Strange is like, hey, look, Scarlet Witch is coming here, and those guys are like, oh, we can deal with your Scarlet Witch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, but that's. Wrong. The most arrogant people on the planet, pretty much, is the Illuminati. That's true. So, yeah. like, it's very in character for them to be like, we've got this, and just die immediately. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, it, Captain Carter. Like, yes. Anybody yeah, just gets split in half by the shield? Like, yeah, like, I knew somebody else would take Black Bolt. And so I was like, yeah, but, like, getting just eviscerated by your own shield, like, that's baller. And, like, yeah. the fact that probably out of the group she's like the weakest she's just like oh yeah a fairly strong human Mm. and like she survived until almost the end and actually put up like a really decent fight like yeah like what a way to go Mm. yeah she she was the one that thought of like the fact that we almost got like a bucky cap scene you know where the shield gets thrown back at her and the fact that she couldn't catch it she was like fuck and you know like got split in half the only other one like yeah like you, you guys have mentioned the two awesome ones like you know Mr. Fantastic getting split into ribbons, yeah, whatever. Um, Captain Marvel getting something dropped on her, sure, fine. But the other one of, like, Professor X getting his fucking head snapped. Like, holy oh, shit! Yeah. Like, yep. wasn't so much a gangster death, was... more of a jump scare death, but yeah. Yeah, I think that was but, surprising because I don't think... Yep. I I didn't really expect it to kind of happen. Mm. I was like, he's Professor X. He's Patrick Stewart. Yeah. He's going to be <laughs> yeah. fine, you know? And it's like, yeah, now snap his neck. It's like... Oh, fuck. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anywho, moving over to my next question. Uh, Doctor Strange comes across an alternative vision of himself, as we discussed, and uh, alternative vision hates him. He starts brawling him. So I want to know from you guys, how long after meeting an alternative vision of yourself do you reckon you'd start scrapping with them? I think it wouldn't be straight away, but I'm very aware that I talk way too fucking much, and I hypocritically do not like that in other people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, although I don't think it would be straight away, I think it would gradually become more grating, and would just be like, you know what, this is not working out. Like, <laughs> um, I love myself too much to fight with myself. So I've seen the videos of you loving like yourself, probably... bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So like, that would probably happen. Like. It's not wrong if it's with yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Loki and Sylvie. It's not wrong. Yeah. 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 Like, that situation would probably happen first. I honestly could just imagine, like, like if I saw myself coming at me, I'd be like, okay, fuck it, we're doing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> just, like, straight away. It's like, one out see oh, each yeah. other, like, immediately it would be the gun instinct of, look at this motherfucker right here. Fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck me, fuck you, fuck me, fuck you. Like, yeah. 
Either we're fighting or we're fucking. I don't know what was going to happen, but it, it would happen. I guess I guess that's the side question, isn't it? Yeah. Given a, your sexual preference of yourself, alternate version of yourself, would you fuck fuck yourself? <laughs> like, oh yeah, top quality podcasting. Like, I'm- <laughs> top quality podcasting. Would you fuck yourself if there was another version of you? <laughs> I am proudly by. I would fuck myself in a heartbeat. <laughs> I don't know if I'd look that good as a lady. I, I don't know if I could um, give myself even yeah. more disappointing sex, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I know how I perform, so... Could I disappoint I myself even yeah. further? It's like double disappointment. Yeah. It's like, I'm already upset that I lasted fuck all. Now I've lasted fuck all twice with myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking tough question. There's my deep philosophical debate. Whenever I answer the listeners, rewind, delete... Oh, God. Oh. What, what's your question, Thomas? Um, yeah, my first one is uh, one of the things that obviously happens in the movie is they have this scene where they go through all these different universes really quickly. Uh, and the two that kind of really stand out or really stood out to me was the world where everything's made of paint and the world where they like split themselves into like different squares and shit. So it's like, would you rather live in paint world or body splitting world, paint, just more colourful, more colourful, less painful was part yeah. of my reasoning for it. <laughs> yeah. Was like neither of them are good, good options, but I feel paint world is less, less horrible. Yeah, like America Chavez has established that it's it's hard to eat food in the painting world, and mm. like that's it. You know what I mean? It's not having every single part of your fucking body split into tiny cubes. You know. Mm. And for me personally, like, man, I played rugby for a lot of my life. All of my body hurts. You know, <laughs> I could paint new body parts. Mm. Continue on that train of thought if you want to, but I can paint new body parts for myself <laughs> that will make me feel like more of a man. So, you know, there we go. <laughs> um. So my next question was, obviously, Captain Carter is in this film as an like a British version of Captain America. So I thought, which New Zealand actor or actress would you cast in the Illuminati if Carter was replaced with Captain Kiwi? There's a an, uh, small, you know, independent actor from Christchurch, New Zealand that I know um, by the name of Waffles, and I think <laughs> would be me. really good in the role. <laughs> <laughs> give a fuck if you're listening. Can you please give me a fucking give me a fucking please please? Either that or Reese Darby. Reese Darby yeah. would be a charger. I think he embodies the Kiwi spirit yeah. that I think we need as a nation. That's I would true. happily follow him. So it makes sense. Uh, the the one for me, like the the first one that sprung to mind that I thought Waffles might have taken would be Lucy Lawless. We know Zena. Yeah, I took that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But see, that's that's the obvious. It one. is obvious. It is the obvious. So I knew somebody else would take it. So. <laughs> exactly. Here's why my real answer is Zoe Bell. I love Zoe Bell. She's an awesome stunt mm. actress. She's you know done a little bit of acting but she she is like she is captain kiwi you know like the yeah. amount of shit that she's done like the highlight of Good my time. life is seeing her tell brad pitt to go fuck himself you know like as a, <laughs> and once upon a time in hollywood and seeing a kiwi girl tell brad pitt to go fuck himself honestly as an average human Perfect. new zealand male to see brad pitt get told to go fuck himself by a kiwi girl amazing <laughs> makes me feel fucking special Brilliant. so there you go my third question was I was also going to make potentially make this my philosophical sort of thing, but it was around the the memory reliving place. One of the things that they go to mm. is a place where you can go and relive your memories. 
which is kind of touted as being this really positive experience where you can go and I guess re-experience your wedding or something I, I guess was the idea behind it or the birth of your children I don't know um but yeah I, I guess what do, what do you guys think about the memory reliving thing do you think it's a scam would you use it oh you know hell no <laughs> Considering how much data big tech is already taking from us right now, and this is where Waffles gets conspiratorial, like, you could just imagine them using that technology to, like, find you remembering your PIN number Mm. or, you know, your entire bank account details, you know, all of the security questions Mm. on, like, security out the window. Like, yeah, no, like, but also, like, there's a lot of shit in my past I don't ever want to remember again, so no thanks for me i was like i feel like it's a scam because they see their memories in the third person which is like that's not yes. how you remember your memories right yeah where was camera so, so already yeah. it's like it's editing out yes. shit that's like not really happening and all that sort of stuff but that being said like it immediately went to traumatic experiences for both of them you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. it was like oh my god this is yeah. when i could have been in love and could have had a future and then he goes oh this is when i used to be with my parents and then both of them got sucked for a hole and now and i was like Fuck that! Fucking like traumatic experience. Okay, but anyway, but that being said, like if it's good memories and you get the first five minutes free, then I'd love to go back and see me lose my virginity. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I want. <laughs> uh, now, what did I have to pay for it? it so that, that's that, a bonus. And it only happened two years ago. Oh. And like, surely I remember most of it. But like, I'd love to see that. You know. So. <laughs> I'm glad you went with the save there, Sam, because I'm going to say, depending on when this happened, that is a very concerning answer. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) But I thought, yeah, going to like the traumatic experiences, that's what I thought was really interesting was it's like the traumatic experiences were the ones that that came up and they're just fucking projected on the street. Yeah. Like anyone can see that. And it's like, Why? Why would you do Why that? would you want to fucking see that? Why would you want every yeah. single person in the area knowing, like, what is supposed... Like, again, it's like, what's supposed to be a happy memory, but, like, that machine's already trolling you, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a horrible idea. Like, quite a dystopian oh, sort of idea. Absolutely. Which was very, very interesting dystopian. in the sense that clearly that universe was meant to be, like, as if the world had, like, gone full utopia, you know, green spaces... You know, all that sort of stuff. And it's like, by the way, we have this thing that is absolutely open for exploitation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe they're the only two people in the entire universe that actually have traumatic memories. Everyone else is great. No one is is a utopia. And no one else has ever suffered tragedy. No one is ever embarrassed in that universe. Anywho, that takes us down to the end. Our final question is a Patreon question. Comes courtesy of our mate Dan Brennick of Netflix and Swill, an awesome podcast that covers all things Netflix related. Go and check them out. They are awesome. And uh, they're part of Livestream with the Cure. So yeah, go go give them a listen. Go give them a follow and all that sort of stuff. Anywho, his question this week, who was the true MVP of this film and it can't be the main character? I feel like we all went with the same one this time. Did we? Um... I feel like we did, because it's got to be fucking Wong. Like, if any, how is he not the MVP? Your boy's always there. I'll just say you are right, but I have a backup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. True. Yep. <laughs> what about you, Waffles? Yeah, definitely Wong, first choice. Yeah. But also, I'd like to highlight, 
I looked this up because I wanted to know the character name. Sarah, the wizard that sacrificed herself destroying the Darkhold. True. God like, damn it. That, that, like, wasn't in it for a long time, but definitely impactful. Yeah. So definitely in contention for MVP. To the point that you don't actually get her character name, you don't get any of her motivation, you don't get no. anything except for like, the fact that I'm just going to fucking jump on that Darkhold and stab a hole through the fucking thing. Yep. Mm. God damn it. <laughs> That's my second answer as well. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, Wong was first, she was second. Uh, the third for me was Cloak and Levitation because, like, the cloak saves a lot oh, of people at the yes. start. Holy shit. Yeah. It's like scrambling to fucking pull, like, comatose Wong, comatose Strange out of everywhere. Though, I feel like we haven't said enough nice things about America Chavez. I think she's fucking awesome as well, by the way. Mm. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah, very good. But I would argue she would count as main yeah yeah otherwise it would have but mm. yeah yeah it was a good introduction to the character i think um and i'm intrigued mm-hmm. to see where she goes i'll tell you where she's not going uh saudi arabia because <laughs> she got the film banned there for having two months True. <laughs> oh really i did yep. wonder i did wonder that i thought it was very interesting that um that there was some pretty overt lgbtq plus stuff in the oh, film, yeah. she she's wearing a pride flag on her. Yep. Uh, on it's like a badge, and obviously she's got the two mums and and that sort of stuff. And I thought that was really interesting because Disney have obviously been quite. Yeah. They tend to tiptoe around that kind of yeah. shit. The other thing about America is she's got um, amore es amore, sort of like you know Spanish for lovers love. And I was like, fuck, that's awesome! Like yeah. because she is the the first oh, openly yeah. lesbian character in the Marvel universe. Here we go. Here comes full nerd. Oh, is she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. she's like the first cool. openly out there like major character. Like there has been other like you know gay and lesbian characters in the Marvel Marvel universe, but she's the first major one that people are like. Oh, you know, there we go, sort of thing. So yeah. Mm. So the real MVP was Disney. Yes, yeah, real MVP. No, Disney's still really quite bad, actually. <laughs> oh yeah, don't get me wrong. Fuck Disney. Disney. Yeah, I don't think this redeems them. <laughs> no, fuck no. Oh hell no. Not by a hell long shot. No. no. Yeah. Anywho, yeah, that's the end. Uh, thank you to these guys for joining me. Plucky Podcast, Thomas, you go first. Tell us all about the history of Aotearoa New Zealand. Hello, yes, that is my podcast. As I said earlier, it is it is a bit, a bit more of a serious podcast <laughs> where we talk about the history of Aotearoa New Zealand. Very much does what it says on the tin. Mostly we've been covering pre-European Māori culture. However, soon to be, not long after this episode probably comes out, I will be doing a very large series on Spates, which is an iconic uh, New Zealand beer brand and talking a bit about kind of their history and the different sort of things around the New Zealand beer industry um, as a whole and how that intersects with various things such as prohibition, which is an obvious one, but also things like the women's suffrage movement, um, which is perhaps if you're not familiar with women's suffrage movements, that might seem like a weird thing to talk about in a beer in a beer-related podcast or a beer-related episode. Um, so yeah, so that's that's kind of what I do is talking about the history of New Zealand if you're interested in where people like Sam, Waffles and I, why we are the way we are, um, <laughs> then then that might shed some light. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's fucking awesome. There is a link down in my show notes. So from the serious to the uh, absurd, non-serious, what do you, what do you describe Waffles? Yep. What do you... How do you describe Waffles, Mario? Talk about things. How do you describe that, Waffles? Tell us all about it. It's it's half an hour of comedy nonsense every week to hopefully take your mind off the existential dread <laughs> of the world that we currently live in. <laughs> it's how probably I'd best describe it. Um, 
but yeah, I'm, I'm one half of the Waffles and Mario Talk About Things duo. And so yeah, if you like funny things and want to laugh, and if you enjoyed this episode, uh, you know, check us out. Uh, Waffles and Mario Talk About Things, Whamtats. Uh, look us up. You might like us. <laughs> Absolutely. There will be a link down in the show notes as well. Uh, anywho, that does take us down to the end. Thank you so much for everybody for joining us. Thank you so much to these two for filling in, especially the first choice and the tenth choice. You guys have been awesome. You've been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> been top of the world. If you want to get a hold of us, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at MovieReviewsIn20Qs. Alternatively, you can find us on Twitter, where we are our most prolific, at MovieReviewsIn. Or you can send us an email at mritqs at gmail.com. Anywho, that is thanks from me. Thank you very much. Bye. Sure. Have a good day. Hello, everyone. My name is Nick. I'm the host of Nikolai's Kitchen, and I'm also the host of the annual live stream for The Cure. Livestream for the Cure is a charity event where we raise money with content creators and podcast partners from around the world for the Cancer Research Institute, a wonderful nonprofit researching cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This is a mission and a future that I truly believe in. And myself and my team worked tirelessly over the past five years to raise over $50,000 for this cause. This year, we're aiming for our biggest single goal to date of $20,000, and we cannot do it without your help. Please join us for the event May 19th through the 21st, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, for 45 hours of content from people all over the world. Together, we can bring hope for a future immune to cancer. The more eyes we reach, the more dollars we raise. Please help us in making this goal a reality. Together, we can make a difference.